Welcome back to Ravens Recap. We got hopefully a bounce back game for the Ravens against an opponent that started to put things together in the Bears at Soldier Field, a game I really wanted to go to, but was advised it might be very cold. And uh, <laughs> there was a couple other things going on that week that made it a little dicey. So nevertheless, I won't be there. But uh, we've got Julio, I believe, in the Windy City to break it down for us. Julio, welcome to the show. What's going on, guys? Julio, I'm actually in uh, what I call Chicago Landia because uh, I'm in the suburbs of Chicago. And if, if you ever talk to a real Chicagoan and, and they said, uh, you know, I claim Chicago, they get mad at me. I might even get shot. <laughs> but anyway, ha- happy to be on this podcast with you guys. Ironically, my uh, I'm actually going to visit some in-laws in Baltimore around Thanksgiving. Uh, and I was going to see if there's a game out there, to be honest. I haven't checked the Ravens schedule yet, but... Uh, there is that Sunday against the uh, the Browns. I'm I'm playing to oh, go. So if you want if you want to go, let me know. So I haven't bought tickets. I, I, I'll let you know. I, I'll just have to ask yeah. wifey. Hey, can I get a hall? Can I get a hall pass, please? I <laughs> I had to deal with your family for a couple of days. I, sh- I deserve something, right? Anyway, um, so again, uh, glad to be on here, guys. Uh, I imagine you guys have been doing this for quite some time. This is my first time on y'all's podcast, as you know. Uh, again, my name is Julio Novoa. I actually, I, I'm a Bears fan, but it, very quickly, uh, I grew up in Texas, born in Chicago, grew up in Texas. So people just assume that I'm a Cowboys fan. But in reality, I kind of grew up in this ultra liberal household where honestly, my mom and dad hated football. I had no football upbringing at all. But growing up in Texas, if you know anything about Texas, it's all football. So whether my parents liked it or not, I was going to like football right? eventually. Uh, <laughs> Not a Cowboys fan, but he, uh, actually what happened was when I went to college, I went to the University of Texas, and I don't even want to talk about my team either in college because we're doing even worse than the Bears are. But uh, that's really what I got into football, and little by little, I started seeing, hey, what, what, what's my, my hometown team of Chicago doing? I came up here the year they went to the Super Bowl, and, you know, it's been kind of downhill ever since, right? Ever since ever since <laughs> that Hester, ever since that Hester comeback, right? I thought, you know, you know that um, that kickoff return to start off the Super Bowl. I thought, yeah, we got this, right? And then uh, Peyton Manning slowly but surely uh, broke our hearts. But in any case, so uh, I came to the Bears fan kind of late. Uh, I eighty five. I was four years old, so I don't remember anything about that naturally. But you know, as a Chicago Bears fan now, I realize the pain and suffering we've had primarily with our quarterback situation, which I can get into more. Um, but uh, but it's been quite a ride. I would say that the reason why I know you guys is because of fantasy football. The reason why I started fantasy football is because my team is trash. Um, <laughs> and I say that to everyone who, who asks me why, why did I start fantasy football. It's very interesting. I, I kind of have a theory. If I was a Patriots fan, would I get into fantasy football? I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of an interesting uh, theory. But it is what it is. Uh, I, I'm hooked on fantasy football now. Because frankly, every every I look forward to every Sunday, regardless. But um, anyway, that's my backstory with the Bears. Uh, I'm a begrudgingly fan, but it is what it is. Kind of like a, you know, I'm a Cubs fan as well. I'm kind of born into it. It is what it is. Well, we respect that. We're all uh, Baltimore local, and uh, we we got the same vibes with the Orioles. So we had a couple of seasons that have oh. been uh, you know particularly decent in our uh, whole adult lives, but. Big believer in the rebuild they're doing right now. Trust in the process. I think it might be all right. So then uh, I guess you guys want to talk about maybe uh, new additions to the Bears, key additions um, yeah. this year, right? I-, I would say, I mean, first and foremost, the most important you know, addition, as we all know, has been rookie Justin Fields. Uh, and I would tell you, uh, as a person who's been watching him play, I- I'm impressed with his growth. Is Nagy the right coach? Who knows? But I think all in all, I think Chicago fans are worried because the Bears have a horrible reputation of protecting our quarterbacks. So 
we see Fields progressing and making the throws he needs to make and so forth, but will he be upright? Will we be able to protect him? That's really the, the, the main question. Other than Fields, in terms of additions, of course, we have uh, the, that rookie, Kement, who's a, um, um, a tight end. He's kind of been hit or miss. We haven't really had a strong tight end presence at the Bears, which we've been lacking. And we have, um, I think we have that, that running back, Her- uh, Herbert, as well, who, who kind of has been, he's been doing okay with Montgomery, but we really need Montgomery back. All in all, I'd say that the Bears don't make many big splashes and moves usually in off seasons so in, in, in the off season or trade. So there's nothing really other than Justin Fields. That was really been a, has been a hit so far. We've made some other moves, Jason Peters on the, on the offensive line. But uh, again, our line is terrible. So in the end of the day, I hope we can address that this off season because otherwise Justin Fields doesn't have no, no, no chance in this uh, league. Well, one thing Fields does have to, to help him out a bit there, um, I guess, is that he's actually a decent running quarterback. I wouldn't, Say that he's uh, on the level of, of Lamar Jackson, but I, I still, he still has legs. <laughs> of course you wouldn't. Of course, well, of course not. No, <laughs> but I, I'd say even unbiasedly, I'd, I'd say you know Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, I think are more talented runners than him. But he's still you know pretty decent running stats. I'm looking at it right here, uh, 288 yards for a 5.5 average. But I, as we've seen against like the Steelers game, this game we all watched. Uh, he's starting to have some grooves in the passing game as well. Um, but when you look at him, is he really a dual threat quarterback or is he just kind of running right now because he's still getting his, uh, his feelings about him as a passer in the NFL? I think you hit it on the head. We don't know if he's a dual threat quarterback. Why? Mm. He's running for his life out there. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's running for his life out there. So of course you got to be right. Uh, I think if we had a better line, if we had a more consistent running game, I think what does a rookie quarterback need? A good running game. David Montgomery had high hopes. He's always been hurt. Herbert, we'll see. But but yeah, I, I agree with you that he has flashes of running. And to be honest, I think we're only going to be successful with him running sometimes. But the key is sometimes progressing in the passing game and using the running to get out of stuff if you know stuff collapses on us. But um, I just don't know how well he's going to be a dual threat if the line is so bad. I, I think I guess only time will tell if he really truly is a dual threat as as Lamar. Or, or, or Kyle Murray. I definitely think he is a dual threat quarterback. I think he has everything you need to be able to pull that off. I don't think uh, they're using him like that. I think they've been, uh, for a lot of it, been using the Annie Dalton playbook on a guy who's v- much more mobile. Uh, he's very, you know, electric, I think, with the ball in his hands, and he did that in college, too. And, and honestly, I thought you guys got a steal. I'll be I'll be completely upfront. I think I, I don't know if I ever said it on the show, but my whole scheme was, I, I didn't do it, but I, I thought it was a guaranteed money was if you bet on Fields getting drafted in the second and third spot, I was like, surely one of those two teams is going to pick Fields. And they didn't. And I was just like, I was I was befuddled. And then he kept falling, falling, falling. And I was like, this guy yeah. is, I thought he was the best quarterback besides Prospect. maybe Lawrence. But I, I was really high on him. And then when he kept falling, and I was like, when you got you guys traded up to get him, I was like, that's a great move. I think like they just set themselves up for success. They should be super excited. And, you know, he had some down games where people were really nervous, but he's starting to put things together now and do better. We'll certainly see. I'll tell you, Christmas came early on draft day in Chicago <laughs> on that day. I, I had never in all my years in draft experiences with the Bears and seeing them, and I'd never seen people so happy. We were excited. For the first time in a while, this city was actually excited. Now, of course, it was high hopes. We knew it was going to be some rough patches here and there. I think you're right. I think people are discouraged. 
I, I think people are discouraged, though, at, at the anemic offensive plays, the anemic offensive calling. I think most people don't blame him. He's a rookie. He's learning the ropes. He's doing the best he can. Sure, there's things he can improve on. But, you know, given what he's given, I think he's doing a, a hell of a job. I'm just concerned about whether we have the coaching staff to support him. In the other day. Yeah, for sure. I know the, the Nagy uh, experience has been questioned all around the league. So definitely hear you on that. I guess some of the good news is that um, you guys were on by this week and Montgomery was able to play last week. So yeah. um, it looks like he should have had a nice week to get you know even more well and play. So it looks like he'll contribute. As a Herbert fantasy owner, I was really disappointed <laughs> to see that he didn't really yeah. share many touches. And once uh, Montgomery was back, it was basically him in the field show when it came to running the football. No, that's going to be the secret to our success. If we can get Montgomery going, if we can get the defense to, you know, play decent, it's been obviously falling off, you know, over the years. Uh, but I really think that's the secret sauce. If the, the rest of the season, Montgomery can get going, we might be able to squeak by. I know Carolina now has Cam, so that's going to be maybe tougher to get that last spot, playoff spot. You know, even if we don't make the playoffs, as a Bears fan, if I'm seeing Justin Fields progressing, if I'm seeing the team progress, I'll be happy, right? I'll be happy for, for setting up for next year. Uh, it's just tough to win in, in, in the North with, you know, the, the Packers being so damn good every year, unfortunately. Yeah, so, and then I guess another thing to talk about as far as uh, this offense, um, so you talked a little bit about Komet, he's, how he's more of a blocker, not too big of a receiving threat. Um, yeah. Allen Robinson has uh, fallen <laughs> off, which is <Yeah>. interesting. <laughs> um, we'll talk about that. But I think the, the guy to really talk about here, um, Darnell Mooney, a guy that um, is in his really? second year in the NFL, I believe, yeah. and having yeah. a, a little yep. bit of a breakout yep. season. Um, what yep. are you guys seeing from him? Well, listen, we, a lot of people predicted this, right? And we're obviously glad it's coming to fruition. Uh, we see the chemistry between Mooney and Fields much higher than with Mooney and Dalton, right? Uh, I, I don't know the exact stats with Mooney and Dalton, but, you know, it was nothing compared to the, what, what they're going on with Fields. Uh, he, Mooney is more than likely going to be our number one down the road. Allen Robinson, he doesn't want to be with us. You know, it's just one of those, those, it's one of those relationships where it's, you know, it's, it's past, it's past time and it's just, you know, you're just sticking around for the kids. So, I mean, hopefully, you know, Al, we can figure out what to do with Alan Robinson, move on, but Looney, I think will be our future uh, in terms of, he may be working up to be a number one receiver you know, in the future. Uh, you see the speed, you see the way he's progressing with his routes. Some of those passes that Fields has been throwing to him. Wow. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm been really impressed. So, you know, it, it, it is a positive sign. What what we have had as a Bears fan is not much on offense, right? So we're hoping every little bit can help. And you know, Mooney's a start. I, I would like, I would expect us to step up our tight end game if either commits the answer or Graham's the answer. Again, what does a, a rookie quarterback need? A good tight end, right? He needs that safety blanket. And I don't think commit as much as you know, he he's a good guy. He's a good kid. He works hard. What have you? He's for whatever reason not getting the 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 amount of playing time that he needed or the or the looks his way. Alex, do you have any comments on that as a as a former commit truther? I'm not even a former commit truther. I still, I still have belief. I've seen a couple uh, no, plays where he has, he's been able to, you know, body to get leverage and pull down yeah. a good pass. I mean, I think he might be putting it together. You know, tight ends probably one of the hardest positions in the NFL besides quarterback to get down. There's true. so many responsibilities. That's true. Um, That's true. I still, yeah. I mean, did he break out this year? Like I was hoping. No. Did other no. guys that I didn't draft as much that I thought might break out break out? Yes. Am I yeah. sad about it? Also, yes. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's all good. You got to shoot your shot. They only have one tight end position, so you can't just, like, 
catch them all. No, yeah, had, for sure. No, I had for a couple, sure. I had a couple was, people in mind. Yeah, it was a good guess. It was good. I mean, Comet got me like before, you know, I, I heard a lot of people talk highly about him and so forth. But, you know, as you said, it's a tough position to just get off the bat. That's why I thought Jimmy Graham at least would help us out. But, you know, he's past his prime. He's always injured. So, you know, we, we really don't have a, a that 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 go-to tight end yet. You know, maybe Comet will grow into it, but not this season. And, and it's unfortunate because I think Justin Fields would, uh, would really uh, – yeah, when talking about injuries too, um, I took a look and it looks like you guys have a couple guys questionable, uh, most notably Khalil Mack, but the door's open for their return. Um, but of course, you know, coaches weren't going to tell you who's going to play until 90 minutes yeah, before the game. Of course. There's, there's no of incentive, course. right? So uh, yeah. we'll see how that plays out. But on the Ravens side of things, we didn't talk about it last episode because it didn't really fit in, but uh, it looks like Derek Wolf is not going to see the, the field this year, which is really disappointing. He, uh, has been out with back problems since training camp and it just never got right. And it's not looking like he has a return. And honestly, I'm, I'm worried about his career at this point. Cause this is very odd. They're being very secretive about it. And, um, it, it's not looking promising. So the relief that the Ravens were hoping for from the defensive side of the ball, um, mm. is not going to be coming. And, uh, this could be a, a problem with the guys like Montgomery and Herbert running the ball fields out, uh, you know, scrambling. Yeah. This could no, definitely yeah, be I, problematic. Well, I, I listen, I, if there's a game where we can take advantage of this, it's gotta be this game, right? We're coming off a bye. We're coming off a series, a, a heartbreaking loss, right? We see yeah. there, you guys don't have, you guys aren't full strength. I, I, I frankly, the Ravens defense is not like the bears defense when it once was right. Um, which is surprising to me. Um, so listen, if I'm if I'm the Bears staff, I'm like, guys, this is the game we got to try to sneak, right? This is the game. Um, we'll see. We'll see if we can pull it off. Uh, I'm not betting money on it, but <laughs> but uh, but I you know I'm gonna watch the game and hopefully you know hopefully the defense can rattle Lamar. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking Lamar's looking for a bounce back game as a fantasy owner who has Lamar, right? <laughs> I'm kind of torn <laughs> in our league to be to be exact, right? But. You know, uh, has the league figured out Lamar? No. Is Lamar going to be due for a bounce back game? I, you know, I'm kind of torn. <laughs> my Bears fans says no. Uh, you know, my fantasy league says yes. So, um, it, but uh, in all honesty, I think the Bears Bears defense is counting on Lamar having maybe a breakout, you know, a, a great game. So we're going to have to we have to be on our P's and Q's for sure. Well, I think the question here for the Bears defense, if you guys are going to um, get to Lamar, is do you guys know how to run the cover zero blitz? Well, that's a very good question, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good question. And unfortunately, I can't answer that. I mean, you have to talk to the to the Bears personnel. Directly, but um, at the end of the day, we're going to have to figure out we, we're going to have to figure out to stop Lamar because that's the future, right? Uh, I think that we're in, the league is only going to have more prototypical uh, quarterbacks, dual threat quarterbacks. So I think all defenses, all defenses are going to have to learn how to deal with these, uh, deal with these quarterbacks. So um, we'll see. Um, do they know how to do the zero blitz? I, I guess only time will tell. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see what the, the Ravens have for us. Yeah. Well, if they can't do that, then what, uh, in your opinion, Julio, uh, what are the strengths of the Bears defense? Where do they uh, uh, perform best at? We, uh, as a defense, have a decent pass rush. And I think that we can, for the most part, stop the run. I think over the top though, we can get got. Um, and so I think that's, 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 a, that's really been, been, been our issue. We don't, we don't generate enough pass rush. We, 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 we generate enough to rile up a little bit, but, but not enough to, to really make an impact, unfortunately. 
So uh, what we do good at, I think, you know, we can pretty much stop the run in most instances. But that being said, we're we're we're, re- we're very unbalanced on the other end. Yeah, the Bears are the 20th ranked passing defense and ninth or um, 10th ranked run defense. Yeah. And uh, let me tell you something. The Ravens can't run about against basically anybody that's not porous. So uh, you probably will stop the run. No problem. The only real threat we have these days is Lamar. These older backs really need everything blocked perfectly for them in order to execute. And they just don't have as much burst. You know, we're seeing as they get more comfortable in the scheme that they're getting more of what's there. But uh, it's it's been it's been really upsetting, man, as a Ravens fan that, you know, you had Dobbins. We thought was going to have a huge breakout. Uh, Yeah. Gus Bus like stacking his abilities and just getting constantly better, and then of course like you know even even when those two were down, you were like maybe Hill. No, Hill was out too. So like we like literally the guys that we would have had on our our roster that made the roster were all gone uh, within twelve days, and then we just had to figure it out, and it's been a, a patchwork. Will Murray be back this game? It's it's possible. The door's open, uh, but you know, right. classic you know fashion. We won't know. It looks like kind of Freeman's <laughs> ran away with the job there, so. We'll see how he gets fit back in when he is healthy. And, you know, honestly, I think the Bears will be able to stop the run. I mean, right? I'm I'm counting on that. But again, I think Lamar might be able to pick us apart uh, through the air, right? I mean, I think, and I also think Lamar is going to be able to pull off some runs on this too. I mean, that's that's what he does. So that's what I'm concerned about. You know, do we have enough in the secondary to hold up? Can we, you know, have, be a bend not break defense? I don't know. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I don't have those answers. <laughs> well, one of the things we talked about last episode, uh, we were concerned about the Ravens defense and that they've been pretty poor in generating uh, takeaways. So I think, you know, if you're talking about the Bears and, you know, can the can the Bears defense bend and not break? How are they doing in the takeaway department? Is that something that the Ravens fans should be concerned about? To be honest, I wish we were talking about the Bears, you know, of six, seven years ago when we had, you know, Peanut Tillman, right, leading the charge and it seemed like every game there was a turnover and, you know, an awesome turnover. Uh, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I would imagine the Bears are pretty middle of the road when it comes to defense. In reality, our defense used to be one of those mauling defenses that people will actually be scared of. Um, we haven't had that for years, right? We haven't had that for seasons. So uh, if I were a Ravens fan, I wouldn't necessarily be worried about turnovers unless maybe you guys are sloppy. Uh, but I don't think the Bears defense is one that causes turnovers like in the past, unfortunately. Unfortunately, maybe we'll get to that, that level one day, but you know, I, I, I used to in fantasy pick up the bears thinking, Oh, I'll be able to get a, an interception, a, a fumble recover, you know, something like that. I don't, I don't play that anyway. With the bears, unfortunately. I think another thing that'll be interesting to see this game uh, right now, it looks like it's clear weather in Chicago for this game, yeah. but Ravens fans remember that the previous two times Baltimore has been in Chicago, uh, it's been some bad weather games in 2005, yeah. uh, a lot of rain Ravens lost that game 10 to six. And then yeah. really bizarre game back in 2013 where the Ravens came out to a big lead. Ray Rice actually had a long run in that game. Mm. Ravens got up to seven zero lead. And then a tornado came through and the game had to be stalled for like an hour and a half, I believe. And the bears would go on to win that game in overtime. So Looks like clear weather for now, but it will be interesting to see it. Wow. Uh, the past two times Ravens have been there, weather's been a factor. Yeah. I will say this. There's a there's a saying out here in Chicago, right, where if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. Um, <laughs> I have a funny story about that uh, after you're done your point. <laughs> no, no, no. no I, I'll, just, I'll be very quick. The, the, it, weather changes quick, and I'm sure your story is going to point to that. So, um, yes, it, it's going to be clear, right, as what they say. 
check in with me five minutes before and, and, and see. But if, if weather's <laughs> bad, if weather's bad, I, I do hope the Bears can take advantage of it, right? If weather's bad, then hopefully you guys won't be able to throw it, right? As much, as efficiently, right? And then maybe yeah. we can win a slogger. <laughs> we can win a slogger 10-9, right? I'm ha- I'll be happy with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's funny. I, I do have to to comment on the on the weather thing because I, I guess it's just you guys are just right next to the lake. Um, back in 2019 July, I was at a a, a Wrigley Field for a Cubs game. I was just in town for the weekend. Yeah, thought yeah. Hey, I might as well catch a baseball game at Wrigley Field, um, which which did live up to the hype. Beautiful stadium. Oh yeah, uh, yeah everyone should go at least once. Oh yeah, it was it was hilarious though because like. If for every three innings of the game, you had different weather. It was like it was so hot. It was it was like record breaking heat that weekend, and everyone was sweltering uh, for the first three innings. And then we got overcast for for innings four through six. And then the last last three innings, it just was just wind was blowing everywhere. People's hot dog wrappers were all over the field, and then it just poured <laughs> rain right as the game ended. It was crazy. But yeah, no, I, that, that, was, that, yeah. that sounds like a Chicago story for sure, for sure, for sure. That's uh, and, and listen, it, it's obviously it's an outdoor stadium, right? So you got to deal with it. Uh, it gets so cold in, in it goes so cold in December, right? That you have to bring cardboard for these concrete seats and the, the upper <laughs> levels, right? The, like people bring cardboard for their feet, for their, for their yeah. legs. Right. Cause it's, it's, it's that freaking cold. And, you know, I understand Baltimore gets cold like any other Eastern seaboard city, but nothing like Chicago, as I'm sure you guys know. So, um, you know, I, I, again, I hope the weather can be played to the Chicago's factor. If I were building the Chicago team, I would always build my team around that fact. Right. Uh, how can we take advantage of, of the you know bad weather that's going to come from December down December, December and January? Although, gentlemen, I, I'm not sure what anyone's uh, view on global warming is. If you talk to a Chicagoan, they will tell you it ain't nothing like it was the past, cold wise, right? Not only is the winter later on in the season, but they're just not as intense as it once was. So, you know, right now it's mild for Chicago. You know, so who knows? Yeah, it can get it definitely can get cold there. I another the only other time I was in Chicago was late November, and yeah, it was cold by doing by that river walk. Definitely cold. Climate change is scary, shit, but hopefully, hopefully <laughs> Chicago doesn't turn into a tropical paradise <laughs> anytime soon. No, no, no we'll, we'll be all dead by the time. We'll be all dead. Our grandchildren will be all dead. It's fine. We all dead. They may not even have football then. But it, it's interesting if they do move to Arlington Heights, and I, and I know that you know you guys uh, know about that this pr- pr- proposed new stadium, and you know it's obviously it's a huge controversy here in Chicago. But you mentioned the lake effect. Uh, this Arlington Heights location is more inwards, right? So you're not going to have that same like it's still cold, it's still cold, of course, but you're not going to have that crazy lake effect that you talked about. Uh, that's there off a of, off of, you know because Soldier Field is right off the lake. Uh, so it, it'd be interesting how that would affect the team going forward. Uh, will it be less less crazy weather? Does that mean we get to throw the ball more? Actually, what they're thinking <laughs> about is maybe maybe Arlington being a, a dome, so we could actually host the Super Bowl. Uh, that's day. such a shame. What? That's such a shame. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, 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 it's cool to host the Super Bowl, but just color yeah, your yeah. helmets purple and call yourself the Vikings at that point. <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah, for, God forbid, right? So it's it's out, it's out there. It's out there, guys. We'll see what happens. You know, people a lot smarter and a lot more money than me are, are making this decision. <laughs> Man, it makes me want to go into Soldier Field even worse now for this game because I want. That's one of the reasons I wanted to go. And now you're telling me there might be a new stadium. I might have to go watch a not a Ravens game. It's gonna take some time. It's gonna take some time, and I promise you there'll be revolts from from the the bra eating public. <laughs> I, I promise you that. So we'll see how if they can get it past the the 
public. It's it's it, they're thinking about it, right? Naturally, naturally. So we'll see. I'll just say to kind of wrap up this this part of the show with the preview. While the you know you think the Bears like oh they're a struggling team, they got young quarterback, etc. There are plenty like we talked about with the Dolphins games. There's plenty of ways that they can still succeed. We kind of pointed out their running attack is not too bad, and their passing attack can really get you. Maybe this will be the Allen Robinson break breakout game. <laughs> oh, more than halfway through the season, uh, maybe we'll do some yeah, comebacks right. on Averitt and uh, and and you know get get moving in that way but uh you know their offense can definitely do stuff and the, and they we said that we're not probably not gonna have much success running the ball because we we just don't against uh most teams that are good against the, the run and they are and then we'll have to so. lean on the passing game so it's gonna come down to the ravens like growing man like we talked about all this time is the 2021 ravens they have a different identity than the last couple of years and uh the more they embrace it the better off they'll be I feel that. I feel that. I think on the bear side of the, on the bear side of the ball, it's can we, you know, can we stop your air attack? We know what's going to happen, right? We know we know where you're going to have to go to eventually. Can our secondary hold up? Can our defense hold up? Can we get to Lamar? Can we get to Lamar? Can we put some pressure? Can we make him uncomfortable? That's the only way we're going to have a chance to win. Well, offensive line's struggling, dude. So uh, I think you will be able to. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> Yeah. Although on on that note, um, we didn't bring it up last episode, but it sounds like Ben Cleveland might have a chance to play this game. We'll find out later this week as to whether he'll actually be back or not. Um, Nick Boyle as well might have a chance to come back. So those are two uh, pieces that'll come back and uh, hopefully add on to the the offensive line and you know passing game respectively. So um, if you know one or both of them could play, I think that could be a, a major factor for the Ravens. Yeah. I feel like Boyle has to be coming in the air tonight, man. Like. It's just Dude, if, he, feels, if he's not, then it's going to be another uh, wolf situation. I agree. You I know, agree. yeah, I think he's back this game, and if he's not, we have to ra- wave the red flag. This is not good, you know. So, because we thought, I mean, maybe it was on ba- on no good basis, but I thought he would be back by the beginning of the season, maybe the first three games, and then just like it's kept on going. And I know he had a devastating injury. You know, it takes some time. It was mid year and, and whatnot. So. I'm just hoping that he's good. When he comes back, he's full strength. Yeah, it's weird. We might have to, uh, maybe we'll have a, an episode later, kind of talk about that a little bit more. I know that's, that would be almost like the third injury this year, kind of, that's sort of been really extended, right? I mean, you have Stanley and you have Boyle and then uh, Wolf, I guess. Yeah, I mean, Stanley was a tease. We thought we had him back and he played one poor game and that was it. I, I've been meaning to ask you guys, um, since you guys, gonna, you know, Raven's going to probably throw it on us to be successful. What do you guys think of this new? Um, I don't know if he's new to he's new to me because I picked him up in fantasy. Bateman. Oh, we love him. We're super high on him. We we actually yeah, had it uh, just had a tease at the end of the episode where mm. where I said that he might be the best rookie receiver uh, from this year's draft right from, now. From, from this draft, I mean, from better draft. than Chase. I mean, so that's, what, that's what Chris came back to me, and I and I, I said I I do think it is an interesting discussion because I, I mean obviously Chase has the numbers right now, but I think if you look at intangibles, like Bateman is is an incredible route runner. The guy just has excellent hands. Uh, he catches the ball with with two hands. You know, he's he accelerates through level two, dude. That's the thing. Like I think super yeah. special about him is that like he's in level two, run these crispy routes. He's got separation, and I mean the ball obviously has to be there. But he's really good at just like accelerating right through the catch and just making some yak. And he just one of those players that hits different when you watch him. The way he runs his yeah. routes, the way he catches the ball yeah, yeah, and turns yeah, yeah. up field, you just like yeah. he just yeah he's exciting. He's very exciting. So, and I think I think Peter's onto something too because you know Bateman missed 
uh, several games with the groin injury, so he didn't have right. that opportunity to start racking up some stats like um, Mr. Chase. And obviously, I think I think Chase like his big playability is is ridiculous. But Bateman, man, you see the way he converts these plays into like you know a little slant into a lot of yards and. The way he able to get separation and long passes, like it's coming, dude. He hasn't scored a touchdown yet, but I think uh, Mr. Chris here is going to predict that he is this game. So <laughs> there you go, there you go. Well, I, I'll say this: as the Bears, uh, the Bears defense, we, we got to. He's the person I'm zoning in on. Some of y'all wide receivers. I don't think anyone scares me on you know, those wide receivers except for him. Yeah, really? You're not scared of Highwood and Mark Andrews? Whoa. Hey, whoa, whoa. That's some shit. Well, Andrew. well, Andrews isn't a wide receiver. He said wide receivers. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> I, I mean, it, it, I mean, is Marquise Brown, has he been heading? Uh, how's, how's his season been? I don't know. I, I can't say that. He's been doing Good. Really well, man. His best season. Has he? All right. My bad. My bad. My bad. I haven't been following him <laughs> through that. Yeah. But, but in another case, uh, Bateman, I've seen come, uh, you know, obviously come out of nowhere, and he does seem like he's doing some great things. So, uh, I, again, uh, as a beer, uh, Bears defense person, uh, I'd be zoning in on him, making sure he doesn't get that first touchdown. Well, I think it's a good point, and uh, kind of goes in right into our bowl predictions and score predictions, is that when you look at the Ravens team, I, I do think that Bateman's kind of this X factor, and I didn't really talk about it last game because I, I yelled about it, I think, enough on Twitter. But, like, you know, Sammy Watkins came back last game. He didn't look right, and he definitely took away some snaps from Bateman. And Bateman's just, he's clearly the number two. Like, he needs to be out there just as much as Hollywood Brown. And, uh, you know, I, I really question having Watkins take snaps away from him, unless it's just for breathers, because, mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's just better. He's better than Watkins, even when Watkins was playing well for us at the beginning of the year. Bateman's already better. Clear. <laughs> I mean, honestly, at this point, like if if Bateman needs a breather, just put in Duvernay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I I think that that Sammy wasn't one hundred percent, and he's better than what he showed uh, against the Dolphins. But still, like you got this young potential of of Duvernay's obviously not at the same caliber of player of Bateman, but he's he can make plays, and you know he's been dependable this year. But yeah, let's let's get into it, man. Let's do some uh, bold predictions and score predictions. Julio, as our guest, do you want to go first? Yeah, I definitely will. So, <clears throat> bold prediction. Um, Bears win. A slogger. 13-10. I think that uh, for some reason, our defense is able to stop Lamar Jackson. <laughs> uh, much like the Miami did la- uh, last week as well. Uh, get in his head. Stop those stop those passing lanes. And obviously, stop the run so that, you know, make the Ravens one conventional. Uh, obviously, with a score so low, Justin Fields just does enough. <laughs> just does enough. Montgomery, I predict, has a good 80 yards. Uh, no touchdown, but he keeps the, the, the chains moving and keeps the ball away from the Ravens. So that's my prediction. I don't know how bold or accurate it's going to be. <laughs> that's what I got so far. Nice. Well, obviously, we hope you're wrong, but we do <laughs> commend you for picking your team to win because it's it's funny. Too often we have guests come on. It's been very rare that a guest has actually picked their team. Yeah. Salute you for that. Uh, my, Miami inspired me. <laughs> my, my, Miami inspired me. <laughs> Miami inspired me. Oh, man. Yeah, I, um, I'm i going to echo similar to you as, as far as uh, as far as far the score. I mean, I, I understand the weather report is is clear for right now, but like you're saying, I don't, I don't trust Chicago weather from what I've seen of the Ravens play there and from what I've seen when I visited. So I wouldn't be shocked at all if the weather's bad, whether because of cold or wind or rain or whatever. I do think the Ravens will win this one. I think that all Ravens fans, all beat writers – 
hammered to death that the Ravens need to pick up the cover zero blitz after what Miami did. I think that the Ravens got the message. I think they're very much aware and they'll have a much better plan for that this game. But I think that there's still some other things on this offense that, that might need to be tweaked a little bit. And who knows, going from playing the humidity in Miami to the cold of Chicago might might also uh, be a bit of a jump. So I'm going to say the Ravens win 20 to 10. And we were talking about how the defense needs to improve and, and up the turnover differential. I'm going to say uh, Justin Fields, he's a very good young quarterback, but I think the Ravens defense may have latched onto something last game. I think they'll get two picks off of Fields. Y'all did have a great game defense-wise. Well, as that was my bold prediction, uh, Chris, the other one. <laughs> <laughs> you got to jump in, man. <laughs> sure, that's fine. Um, uh, dude, I'm, I'm going to keep going down because every every episode, man, we keep talking up Bateman, we keep talking up uh, Hollywood Brown. I, I, one of these has got to stick, all right? I haven't got a bold <laughs> prediction this season. I'm feeling pretty good about this one. Um, I'll say that uh, Bateman and Hollywood, I think, are going to combine for over 100 yards and two touchdowns. I think it's going to be a bounce back game for Hollywood and uh, Bateman's going to get involved and, and hopefully get his first touchdown as well. All right, guys. Well, like I said, my bold prediction was the two picks off Justin Fields. I'm not going to like skamaz him by going to three, uh, but I'll, <laughs> I'll go ahead and say this instead. I'm going to kind of piggyback off of uh, Chris here. I'm going to say Lamar throws for that 400 yards. Remember I was saying that was going to be the new streak. Well, he can start oh, up again yeah. in, uh, in the windy city, which I know is uh a crazy idea of, but I'm going to go for it. I'm going to say 400 yards passing for Lamar, which is really just an indictment on their running game, uh, more so than Lamar having to pass like that. Uh, and, you know, go ahead with score predictions. Um, despite 400 yards, I'm going to say it's a relatively low scoring affair because of uh, just the inability to punch it in. I'm going to say the Ravens win, though, 26 to 13. I realized I forgot my score prediction, so I'm going to uh, throw it out now. Good thing you didn't say it, Alec. Uh, 24-20 Ravens. <laughs> I mean, I do, like, yeah. I mean, until the Ravens show us otherwise, I mean, look, man, uh, I feel like the Ravens are playing down to their competition a little bit. They haven't blown out any team, so I'm just going to go with a, uh, a closer the score prediction. <laughs> yeah. The, but I guess only- a lot of teams are blowing out the Chargers now, too. Yeah, especially these days, yeah. <laughs> Started the trend. Made it cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, Julio, thank you so much for joining us. It was a lot of fun talking to you. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. And uh, although we're on the other side of this uh, this game coming up, I'm sure it'll be a good one. And, uh, you know, good luck to you guys. You guys are obviously more playoff bound than we are. So <laughs> looking forward to what you guys can do. And as a fantasy owner of Lamar, once I get past this week, I'm all Lamar, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough, man. I got Alan Robinson. I'm probably going to try him out there and see what happens in one of the leagues. Yeah, see what happens. Oh, man. Still don't regret that trade, even though Julio's on IR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. My, my Tokayo is definitely on IR. He's burning me. And, and uh, yeah, he's burning me right now. But in any case, guys, great talking to you. Good luck. I say I would say good luck, but I can't really wish you good luck this week. Wish I wish you luck the rest of the season. And, uh, yeah, if you guys are ever in Chicago, let me know. Summertime. Come in the summertime. <laughs> yeah. I definitely want to come up, man. I'll definitely uh, send you a message. And, yeah, if you want to yeah, go to a game together when you're in Baltimore, let me know. I'll message you. I'll message you. I'll, I'll tell the wife, hey, I need a break. I've had enough of your family. <laughs> give, me, give me one day of my own. So we'll see what's up. I'll definitely show up, my man. All right. Well, thanks so much, guys, for listening to Ravens Recap. Uh, it was a lot of fun to have Julio on the show. 
you can reach out to us ravens underscore recap on twitter or email us feedback at ravensrecap.com best luck to the ravens if you're traveling to uh chicago listen to julio bring some cardboard keep warm and go ravens yeah you're gonna (laughs) need it buddies